Uh, hi everyone and welcome back to here. Today I invited Ms. Nima Gibran. Hi Nima, welcome to the podcast. Um, hi Yasmin. Can you tell us a bit about your journey to becoming a program manager of an autism center and how you made it here? Yes, of course. Um, actually, I didn't start out as a behavior analyst. I actually started out um, as a nutritionist. So I was in Lebanon and I was a pre-med student. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I ended up changing my major to a nutritionist. I graduated. I went back. I was living in Jeddah at the time, Saudi Arabia. Um, I was looking for a job and they told me there's a child that has autism. If you're interested, it's actually at my old school. So um, I took the job and that's how I got into the field. It was really interesting for me. I was very curious about it. So once I moved to Amman, the year after, I got a job in the same field and I decided to just like switch careers. I did my master's in ABA and here I am eight years <laughs> later. <laughs> yes. Um, I know you're very young. So how did you make it to such a high position in such a short time? So a lot of it takes a lot of hard work. Um I, I think it's just that I was really passionate about what I was doing. So it's a really rewarding job. I was really curious about the field. I wanted to learn more. I saw a lot of results. So there was a lot of positive results. I'm like, oh, this actually works. The therapy works. So I decided like, okay, what, what do I need to do? What's next for me? I started studying. I did my master's. After my master's, I did my board exam. So I got my boards and it's been two years since I got my board exam and I'm also trying to think about what's next um it, it takes a lot of hard work I think it's it has to do with me doing something that I really really love giving back to the community as well it's something that is um not very common here mm. so that made it more interesting for me something that I really want to do in Amman as well so yeah um so have you encountered any gender biases within your journey yeah I would say so Actually, like a lot of times um, I, I people think that this field that I'm in right now, it's more of a female, yeah. you know, field and it's all women. But actually, they're all, there are men that actually yeah. do this and still it's intimidating for them when they see someone, th th a woman that is successful. I'm basically kind of like the clinical director right now as yeah. well at SCAD. So I do so many things. I have so many responsibilities. So at this age, at this point of my life, I do work with um, a lot of men that I do supervise. So it it does feel sometimes that, you know, women, men are judgy about it. Like, oh, it's a female. She's in charge. She's doing this and that. But we're, it's it's definitely much better. Yeah. We're, we're getting <laughs> there. So, yeah. Um, You talked about supervising, like, men. How did facing these biases and like, these experiences how does it uh, change your approach towards leadership so for me i i believe in leading by example so i want to lead everyone based on how i want to be led and how i want to be treated so it's not about i'm i'm not better than anyone so i always say this to all my staff everyone that i work with you know i'm i'm still learning and it's really important to 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 be there and to be um, hands-on with everyone at work because I'm also learning. We all learn from each other. So I, I do want to learn by, uh, lead by example. I do want to have an open-door policy at work where 
you know, all my staff are welcome to come in. We can have an open discussion. We can talk about things. It's important for the staff and the people that I work with to know my kind of style, my work style, to have that work culture where, you know, it's, I, I, I want to encourage everyone to have a better career, to be, you know, more motivated to work. So, yeah. You also talked about moving to Amman. So how do you think the cultural context of Amman has influenced your own career? So definitely Amman was challenging for me because I've never lived here in my life. So I grew up in Saudi Arabia all my life where it's also very male dominant, yeah. all that. Um, then I moved to Lebanon. Um, after Lebanon, I went back to Saudi. Then I came here. So being in Amman was very new for me. I also felt that Amman was also male dominant in some way. Um, it's more conservative. It's more limiting, um, especially in the field that I work like work at mm. right now. So it's in that field where I work with a lot of families that are not very familiar with the kind of therapy that we provide. Um, so Amman was challenging, but obviously with time, I people are more aware right now. Um, the kind of therapy that we do is becoming, you know, more common for people here. So it's it's been ups and downs, but <laughs> it's good. So, yeah. Can you draw a comparison, like, between Saudi Arabia and, like, Amman in terms of this topic? For me, Saudi Arabia is... How am I going to say this? Um, it's more advanced in a lot of ways. So growing up there, it's just because it's home. I'm more familiar with it. I have a bigger group of friends, social life, community in general. So I, I never found a lot of like obstacles for me there because I'm more familiar with everything over there, the culture, you know, I just know my, like everything there. So it's, I know my ins and outs. So it was more for me, much more easier because everything is much more affordable. The quality of life, everything is much more advanced. And I, yeah, so maybe that's something for me, that's different than when I moved here. I felt like still the progress is super slow in, in Jordan in general. Mm. So, yeah. What steps do you think we should be taking to progress? For me, the education field definitely needs a lot of more work in Jordan. Um, being more inclusive with, with students and with yeah. learners. And I think it starts not just, um, just the school working on just being more in inclusive. It starts at home with the kids being more aware in the classroom, you know, students being more accepting of other learners, um, no bullying, all these kinds of things. So it really starts at home. It starts with, you know, kids with disabilities are, are just, it's just, he's just a normal kid, you know, um, treating them in a kind way, in a more acceptable way, making sure that they're included, they're not excluded. Um, students actually inviting them to birthdays, mm -hmm. inviting them to sit with them for lunch, you know, just making them fe feel more included. So I think we we lack that as well as the learning support departments do need a lot of more work, need a lot of more strength. So that's for me is is what's like really still needs a lot of work. Do you feel like this is a common pattern in the Arab world or is it specifically found in Amman? So it's common in the Arab world. Yeah. Definitely. A lot of parents, because I do work with parents out of Amman, and it's a struggle for them when their kid goes to school. A lot of schools complain about dealing with their child or, you know, you need to get a shadow teacher. Even with a shadow teacher, oh, you know, 
the, your child is still a burden in the classroom. So sometimes, you know, the, the parents do face a lot of challenges, whether it's here or out of Amman, in the Arab world in general, because um, learning support and awareness about disabilities, you know, just started to become more common, just started to become more accepting. So it's, it's definitely not just Amman. Um, so how do you balance your personal life and your professional life? And what advice do you have women who, to, for women who are struggling to do this? So definitely balance <laughs> is key. Balance is key. I don't think I have the right balance, yeah. but I try. Yeah. So I try to, you know, when I'm at work, I'm at work. Work yeah. is work. I try to disconnect after work. I need to go to the gym. I need to see my family. I need to do all these things. And then I try to keep my weekends for socializing yeah. I also need to work on my mental health, so many different things. So I try to just keep that balance where, you know, I, I'm i always also studying. I'm always trying to do things. I'm continuing my education. It's really important to work on myself for my self-growth, for my career. Um, so, yeah, it's um, you need a lot of balance, <laughs> but it's not perfect. But it, it's, it's something that you definitely it's manageable. So, yeah. And also, I would like to hear advice about for like women who are, sorry, for women who are um, trying to reach leadership roles like you did or who aspire to be in leadership roles. I would say always have an open mind. Um, Listen, learn, be flexible. You know, the the path is ups and downs. So it wasn't something that was easy for me. I, I had to work a lot. I, I went through a lot of things. I cried. I learned from people. There, it's, 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 a, it's a journey. But it's a journey that you have to really want. You have to have an open mind to working with different kinds of people, dealing with uh, a lot of people, um, you know, really listening, taking things not to heart, but, you know, taking everything as a lesson. Um, what can I learn from the situation, having an open mind and just being very flexible at the same time, being confident that, you know, I really want this. I can get this, but it, everything comes with a lot of work. You need a lot of support also. Yeah. And specifically for like young women, how can they prepare themselves to overcome societal biases or the patriarchy, which is uh, like against them in this case? Um, I would say like, obviously women also have to support women. So yeah. that's really, really, really important because um, women are, are really making it nowadays. Women are becoming much stronger. Our voice is heard. Um, obviously being a woman in general in life, you're super strong. We do yeah. a lot of things. So it's really important for you know women to support each other. That's one. And um, for women to know how to handle themselves and you know just how to how they carry themselves in a lot of situations because we are judged a lot of times oh you're a woman oh you're supposed to do this and that or you know you're a female so you you know just have to stay at home but no we're in 2024 <laughs> things are different right now um you know women can do a lot of things they can balance having a household they can balance having a career it's just it takes balance it takes support so if you don't have the right support it, the woman like it will struggle and they will have a lot of challenges, but um, it's doable, definitely. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's becoming a woman's world. That's what I'm going to yeah. say. <laughs> yeah. And I know you talked about changes in the education system happening towards children with disabilities. Do you think this should also be changed around women or like treating them differently? Yes. Um, so women 
are becoming much more respected in the community. I have to say, obviously, we're becoming stronger. A lot of women now are our leaders you know we have women that are that fly planes right now in the army so many different things so it's definitely getting much better i think um we still have a part of society that needs a lot of work you do still go to places in amman where you do not see any women so i think that's something that still needs work where you know no women can do can handle a lot of situations they can be put in the middle of um a situation where oh just a man can handle it no also a woman can handle it a woman is strong um, she can take care of herself. And I think it, it is intimidating for a lot of men right now because women are becoming much stronger. They do have a voice. And um, other than that, I think it's just, you know, um, us being taken more seriously, you know, in our positions, being a manager or yeah. a leader in the corporate world. So, yeah. And what changes do you hope to see, for example, in the next decade, specifically in your field for women? Definitely to have more women leaders in the field, more women spreading awareness. Um, for me, it's more spending uh, spreading awareness for disabilities, you know, having a stronger voice for those that don't have a voice. Yeah. Um, women becoming um, just more um, in control of their life and their choices. That's what I wish because I do see a lot of women where they do still struggle with making their own choices, their own decisions, what's good for them, um, putting their priorities, um, you know, something that, uh, putting their priorities based on what they want, not based on what their family wants or based on what her husband wants or her, her partner wants. So I, I do wish women can be more stronger, have a voice, uh, especially in Amman or in the Middle mm-hmm. East, we can say in general, where a woman is free to speak up about her opinions. So hopefully we start seeing all these things, especially for the younger generations. Okay, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate this so much. And thank you everyone for listening to HIA. Make sure to tune in for the next episode.